And many times people don't want to hear. People don't want to hear the reason why we are going through what we are going through now. But it is something that we cannot escape. It is something that we need to embrace. The more that you refuse to embrace it, the more that it is going to affect you. The more that you try to run away from it, the more that it is going to catch you. Because nobody can escape the times that we are in. And it is time that you have to begin to realize that you feel as if your strength should do enough to keep you away from it, to get you to escape it. But there is no strength that is going to allow you to escape it. But rather, it is time to rest in the word of God. Feel rest assured in the word of God because it is the only power that can save you. If you try to battle it, the times that we are in, if you try to battle it, it will swallow you up. Okay? If you try to battle it, it will swallow you up. If you try to do things that with your own intellect, with your own mind, and you only say, oh, no, that one, that comes to that one, it will swallow you up. Because the times that we are in have been designed to be what it is. Hallelujah. Do you get me? The times that we are in has been foretold from old. We have started a perilous time. And it is going to get worse and not better. People are going, no. And when, they, when, and when this thing, this situation stops... No, this situation ain't going to stop. The only time it is going to stop is when Jesus Christ comes down the second time. When he steps on the Mount of Olives. That's when it is, when the time that we are in, that is when it is going to stop. Hallelujah. That is when it is going to stop. This is the best pain the beginning of sorrows. This is the birth pain, the beginning of sorrows. And if you are hoping that the birth pain will stop, there is no woman who is about to give birth. Every one of them will wish birth pain will stop. And sometimes they are induced and they are giving things to to, 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 to quench the pain. But the, let me tell you something, no woman ever forgets that pain. Of course, it does not stop them from having another baby or having further babies, but no woman forget that, forgets those birth pains. And we are at the birth pains. So what do we do when we are at the birth pains? Do we neglect it? and say that it is something else? Or do we embrace it as time to give birth? Hallelujah. We are at the birth pains. It is time that we embrace the word of God. It is time that we see what the Lord God Almighty is going to do. It is not time to say that it's a babble, it's a fabble babble, 
we don't want to hear it. We don't want to know it. We don't care about it. It is still going to affect you. Whether you don't want to know about it, whether you don't care about it, whether you refuse to understand it, whether you, you want it to go away, it is not about you. It is about the time that you are in. Hallelujah. So it is about where you gather strength. It is about where you take steps. For those who know what is about to happen are the ones who are going to make exploits of what is going to happen rather than the ones who are going to neglect it and allow it to happen to them. Hallelujah. When you are walking in the lights and you see a gutter, uh, and virtually you don't see many gutters, which are in Ghana, you see a lot of gutters. And you see a gutter, you're walking in the light and you see a gutter, you jump, you, you jump over it. You don't walk into it so that your fall will break. But someone else who's walking at the same place in the dark may not see that gutter. And they may go into the gutter and they may break their legs. It is as simple as that. It is rather that you are in the light and you see the situation as a situation that is designed to happen as revealed by the Lord God Almighty. And therefore, you embrace the fullness of the situation. And then you look onto your Redeemer for hope. And you look onto your Redeemer to be saved. Or you can say, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. Hallelujah. That reminds me of a, man, a mantelpiece that my granddad used to have about the three monkeys. See nothing, hear nothing, say nothing. Hallelujah. And that was, that is the whole thing about those three monkeys. See nothing, so that's got his eye covered. Hear nothing, so it's got his ears covered. And say nothing, so it's got his mouth covered. I think it's different. Hallelujah. In that time, we are not in that time now. We are past that time. What is going to happen is going to happen because it has been ordained to happen. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why, again, we're going to go into the word of God. And the word of God that tells us that we have to be ready for the coming. of the Most High God, for the coming of the Most High God. Now, I've read Matthew 24 so many times, I wanna read uh, uh, Mark 13. Um, 
so that, you know, what I'm going to try and do now is I'm going to read a bit of Mark in the NIV version. And then I'm going to get uh, Felicity to also read um, Luke 21 from verse 5. But let me, let me start reading Mark from verse 1. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings? Jesus replied, Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, Opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? The most important question. Hallelujah. That's the most important question. When, when are all these going to happen? And what is going to be the sign of the times? Hallelujah. What, what is going to be the sign of the times? That's what I want to talk about. It is very, 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 very important that we should know the sign of the times. It's very, very important that we should understand the sign of the times. It is critical because without the sign of the times you will not know where you are going without the sign of the times the events of this world is going to overtake you and you are going to be lost hallelujah because the acts of the person of the Entity. Let me. It's not a person. It's an entity that we are dealing with. Is this entity? Is an entity of deceit. Is the he is very very deceitful. He is very very organized. This entity managed to bring one third of the angels of heaven, and these angels. It's not as if they were. They did not know anything. They know God. They know the power that God possesses. They know that God created them. They have been in his service. They have seen him. They have bowed down and they have worshipped him. And yet this entity managed to pull one third of them from heaven onto earth. He managed to confuse them. So me and you, confusing me and you is nothing to him. He has so many plans to destroy us and to, and to take us away from the blessing of God. Hallelujah. This is what we are dealing with. And God knows that. And God has made so many things available unto us so that we will be able to overcome 
his deceit, his deceitfulness. And you know, he always comes out with something different. And that's what we are going to discuss today. So let me quickly, hallelujah, let me quickly read some of these. What they said, they asked him, what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming I am he and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes and in various places and famines. These are the beginning of the birth pains. You must be on your guard, please. I want you to underline that word. You must be on your guard. I'm you know what I'm reading? I'm reading Matthew 13, all right? You must be on your guard. Hallelujah. You must be on your guard. This is not a time for you to claim that I was deceived. Because you claiming you were deceived is not going to help you. Because this angel of deceit is an angel of deceit. He will deceive you. He will make you think that everything is all right when everything is wrong. He will make you believe that it is to the left when it is to the right, or it is to the right when it is to the left. He will make you think everything is perfect when everything is not perfect. That is his desire. That is his plan. That is the plan of the enemy. Hallelujah. He's called the angel of deceit. Not because of anything, but because that is his name. Hallelujah. You must be on your guard. You must, you, you will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand, you, on the account of me, you will stand before governors and kings and witness as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. And that's why last week I was telling you about a sister that went to have this injection and for some reason she refused it. She may have thought that it was her, but it was the Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit allowing her to refuse? I've heard so many church members. It's not that they are convinced that they should not take it, but at the moment they are waiting as to the reason why they must not take it. And they, and they believe that maybe, no, the thing that is saying don't take it is not you. Please listen. It is the Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit? Why is it the Holy Spirit that's telling you that, that, that's making that convincing argument. It's not Pastor Greg that's making that convincing argument because Pastor Greg cannot convince, convince you. But there is something within you that's, con that's made some convincing, has, has convinced you in a certain way not to take it. It's that thing that has convinced you not to take it. 
That is the voice that you should listen to because in the time of arrest, in the time, and you are going to be arrested and you are going to be forced to take this, you have to begin to know that the Holy Spirit is the one that's convincing you not to take it. Why is the Holy Spirit convincing you not to take it? Because there is an end result to that thing. Hallelujah. Then he goes on to say, the Holy Spirit, by Holy Spirit, your brother will, brother will, betray, will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But one, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Now let me finish there. And I would like Felicity to read exactly the same thing um, in Luke. Let's go back to Luke chapter 21, starting from verse 5. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 21, starting from verse 5. Luke 21, 5. Some of the disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, the time is coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of the other. Teacher, they asked, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? He replied, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and saying the time has come, but don't believe them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. Don't worry in advance how to answer the charges against you for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives and friends will betray you. They will even kill some of you and everyone will hate you because you are my followers, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win souls. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of destruction has arrived. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yeah. That, if you can stop there for me. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know and that's a section that we're going to come to. Uh, when we see Jerusalem, when we see the abomination of desolation standing in Jerusalem, 
that's when that then that, that, that by then we are praying that me and you we won't see that when the abomination of desolation is standing in, in the temple of Jerusalem the temple is about to be built that temple where the abomination of desolation is going to stand is about to be built so everything is in place everything is in place Jerusalem was not the capital of Israel but now uh, Donald Trump has made it the capital of Israel, paving the way for this temple to be built where Satan will erect his um, seat in the Holy of Holies so that he will sit there and govern the world. There were quite a lot of Christians, born again Christians, who were all clamoring to go to Jerusalem because um, for, for, for the, apparently for the love of the Jews. But the Jews themselves, if you are a Christian and go down there, they make it apparent to you that your God is not Yaakov. Hallelujah. They still don't believe in the Messiah. And you have to begin to understand why are these Christians forcing the narrative? The Christians were forcing the narrative because it was good to them. And many of the Christians that were forcing the narrative and know for a fact that many of them are, have joined a band, a band of what the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about here. Hallelujah. They are not a band of Christians, but they are a band of the new world religion. Because they are a band who have come together and they are all following the one Pope, the current Pope that is in power now. And the current Pope's ideology is that all of the world's religion will come together as one. It doesn't matter what you are, whether you are a Hindu, you are a Sikh, whether you are a, um, a Buddhist, whether you are a, a um, uh, what is it? Uh, what, what do they call them in, in, in Ghana? Um, the, the, um, uh, what, what, what are they supposed to be called? The, the witchcraft um, people there, the, the God idol worshippers. Whether, well, no matter what your religion is, you are a part of this. And you, they are all embraced as one. And we have very, very big men who were supposed to be people that uh, people look up to, born again. They were supposed to be born again Christians who now stand in the center of a church with magic wands and tell people to concentrate on the magic wand. It is going on. And there are videos of all this right now. And this is what the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. When he says, let me, let me, let me repeat. When he says, hallelujah. Do you, do you see, it's when he says, watch out 
that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming I am he and will deceive many. That is why a man's so-called man of God can stand in the church in the center of a church and lift up a magic wand and tell the whole congregation to focus on the magic wand and to ask the magic wand for things to happen. I don't want to show the video because it is counterproductive for me to show the video. Hallelujah. But it is happening right now. It is all over. If I was to mention the names of the people who are involved with this, you would be shocked. But they are all involved in what is going on. But let me bring you understanding of the times that we are in. Hallelujah. Let me bring you understanding. First of all, I want you to go with me. Let's just take a look at Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. This is where the whole thing starts from. And we have to, I'm going to, we have to put a certain dots and then we have to bring it together. So now let us concentrate on Genesis chapter 2. And verse 7, I will read the NIV version, hallelujah, so that we can go a bit faster. There's quite a lot of scripture that I want you to concentrate on. And please, concentrate on this. You see, originally, the Lord decided that he wanted to create man. And he wanted to create man in his image. All right? So, the moment that he decided that he wanted to create man in his image, man was, some, man was someone very, very important. Now, before God created man, God created so many things, including the animals. And the animals, they had souls. And what do you call a soul? The soul of the soul is always made up of the mind, the will, and the intellect. Hallelujah. Or your emotions, either your intellect or your emotions, the mind, your will and your emotions. That is your soul. Now, when God created the animals, animals had soul. Animals also have soul. But when God wanted to create man, God now, God now he wanted to create man, not like the animals, but beyond the animals. So even though animals have soul, God wanted to create man beyond the animals, something that is beyond the animals, all right? So now, if you've ever had an animal, if you've ever had a pet, and I don't have pets down here, but I have pets in Ghana. Now, if you were to hit a pet, the pet will cry. 
if you were to smack a dog, the dog, if you were to hit the dog or something, the dog will cry. Not that I hate my dogs. <laughs> I don't hate them. But I have seen when uh, my dog had puppies and I had, to, I had to get rid of the puppies, the dog became very, very emotional. Hallelujah. They started to cry. Okay? That is the emotion of the dog. And then you have the will of the dog. When the dog wants to eat, he uses his will. You bring it food. If not, I've seen my dog. I've actually seen my dog. They actually went to the forest and they caught um, a squirrel for me. And they brought the squirrel to me. I don't know why, why they did it. I had to throw it away, obviously. <laughs> but they brought it to me. <laughs> of course, they are very, very wild dogs. <laughs> and, and also I have seen, I've told you about the emotion. I've seen the will. And now the mind of the dog. That when my dogs, when someone is coming near me, and especially when someone is coming near me that they don't trust, they will back at you. It doesn't matter, they will back at you. Very, 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 very. So I call my dogs. I call them, I call one lioness. I call one tigress. Yeah? Because of the way they behave towards me. I'm going away. Hallelujah. They know that I'm going away. So when, when, I'm, when I'm trapped, so they have these three things. That shows that they have a soul. Hallelujah. But when God wanted to create man, there was something else. So let us look at um, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. It said, then God formed man from the dust of the ground. And God did what? He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. This is what this one is saying. But I, I believe the King James will say a living soul. Okay? So there is a difference between a soul and a living soul. What is the living soul? The living soul is what God breathed into. So there is a separation between a normal soul, like the soul that the dog will have, and a living soul, like, like me and you, a human being. This is what we call the spirit. Hallelujah. So me and you, we have what? A living soul, a spirit. So we are special than the dog. That tells you the reason why when the dog dies, that's the end of it. But when you die, because you are a living soul, you don't die. Hallelujah. You are a living soul, so you do not die. That's what Jesus Christ said. Don't worry about the one that's ready, that's, that's able to kill um, the body, but worry about the one that is able to kill your soul. 
Hallelujah. So even though you die, you don't die. Hallelujah. That is God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. He has breathed into us and we have became, we have become a living soul. So what is what does this got to do with anything? No, I'm bring, like I said, I'm, I'm going to connect some dots. Hallelujah. Come with me. Let us go straight away. Let us go straight to Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3, verse 21. Hallelujah. It says, who knows if the human spirit rises upward and the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth? Who knows? Hallelujah. The spirit of man rises upwards and the spirit of the animal, it does what? It goes downwards. It dies. Again, come with me. And let us take a look at this as well. Hallelujah. Let's go to Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body, that is it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in witness. It is fake, our body, it is raised a spiritual body. That is the power that the Lord breathed into you. Now, when we take a look at this, we begin to see something. Hallelujah. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown. It is perishable. It is raised imperishable. Hallelujah. Now, when we begin to see what the Lord did, as we read in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, the Lord formed us out of the dust and he breathed into us and we became a living soul. And as we became a living soul, then we go into chapter 3. Satan had been thrown off from heaven onto the earth. He tried to battle the Lord God Almighty and he failed. Hallelujah. He failed. Let us read about this. Let us go straight to Revelation. Hallelujah. We are looking at, let us look in, let's look, let's look at chapter 12, starting from verse 7. 
Listen to this. This is what happened. All right. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Who is the dragon? Satan. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. And they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was held down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was held to, to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now, has, now have come salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of the Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been held down and they tramp over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shriek, shrink from death. Therefore rejoice you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury. Hallelujah. I want you to know that, underline that. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. Hallelujah. When the dragon saw that he had been held to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He pursued the woman who had given birth to that male child. Now, the dragon, the serpent, was held down onto the earth. And when he was held down to the earth, he knew he has only a short time to leave. Why? And he decided to go after the woman. And he went after the woman, causing not this woman who was going to this one who, who was going to give birth, but also a symbolic of the first woman, because the first woman was the one that started to give birth as well. So we're talking about two women here. We are talking about the first woman who was Eve, the wife of Adam, and also the second woman, Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. Both at the same time, both no, both in different different times, but with one meaning. He only has one meaning. First, the woman. So his first approach was to Eve, the mother, who is who will give birth to all the children of the earth. The garden was there. So the, his, his first attack was to Eve. And what did he do to Eve? He decided that through Eve, he will evoke what God has told Eve not to do. Otherwise, death will reign in the earth. 
and with that death, sin will reign in the earth. And what does it do? First of all, sin will mean that all men are doomed to go to hell. Hallelujah. Me and you, because of sin, we are doomed to go to hell. So his first attack, Satan's first attack was for the woman so that she will give up the power that God has given to man so that he will now take the key from Adam and Eve and with that key bring all of humanity to hell through sin. Hallelujah. So that was the beginning of the plan. And so he executed that plan perfectly. And Eve succumbed. Hallelujah. To what his perfect that to what the plan of the devil was. Now let us go back. Genesis, hallelujah. Now let's read the account. Genesis chapter three is, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God have made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the, midst, in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. What was that death? Sin. The wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. The wages of sin is death. All right? So now, the reason why you were going to die was because of sin. And that sin was the moment that you died in your sin or the moment that you die in your sin. That's it. You are straight to hell. You're going to go to hell. And that is victory for Satan. And therefore, by winning the woman, the, all of the creation, what God was pleased in his creation, Satan has won that victory. And as, as such, he is at war with God. And that war is not about you. It is about him and, his, and the fact that he wants to beat God. He wants to destroy the work of God. He wants to silence God and say that you may have created, but I have won the victory. And that's all that he wants to do. It's nothing to do with you. And therefore, his desire is to destroy every creation that God has made. Remember what we said. God said, let me make man in my image. 
after my likeness, let me make him and her. So that wherever he is, he is my image. Now, everyone knows your perfect image. Hallelujah. People will look at me and say that you, everyone that people see me and say, whoa, you look like your granddad. And everyone you see, I've been walking in Ghana and said, oh, are you Anthony's nephew? And I'll say, yes. Oh, you look like him. And I don't want to <laughs> say much about that. Everyone looks like someone. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that we look like God. Why? Because he is our creator. He is our father. He is our king. He is our Lord. He is our God. Hallelujah. And he created us to look like him. Everything that we do is like And so you can see why Satan hates us. Because we look like him. And he is his staunch enemy. Satan hates God. And everything God stands for. That's why he wants to erect a temple in Jerusalem and sit in that temple so that people will worship him in that temple and call him God. And that is his perfect plan. Hallelujah. Now, or one of his perfect plans. Now, when the, when the woman has told Satan this, Satan turned around and said, you will not certainly die. Deceit. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Then the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. Hallelujah. The wisdom that they believed they were getting only showed them one thing. Uh-oh, you are naked. The wisdom that many times we seek may only show us something completely different than what we hoped for. Hallelujah. So they sewed fig leaves together and made covering for themselves. Then the woman and then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden and in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. The Satan did not tell them. Listen, Satan did not tell them that they were also going to end up being afraid. Why? Because fear now becomes the most powerful and the most potent weapon of the enemy to rule over them. He did not tell them 
that when you eat of this fruit, you will give me power <coughs> to rule over you now. You were made to rule over everything that you see in the garden. But the moment that you eat of these fruits, you will give me the power to rule over you through fear. He didn't tell them that. He didn't tell them that. Deceit. So now they are afraid of God. Where they were not afraid of God, now they are afraid of God. Now he said, I was afraid. But because I was because I was naked, so I hid. And, and he said, Who told you that you are you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman, you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then God said to the woman, what is this that thou hast done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock. And all wild animals, you will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow, and you will eat your food and you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since it is from where, since from it where you take for dust you are, and to dust you will return. I want you to underline these words carefully. Adam named his wife Eve because she became the mother of all the living and the Lord made garments and the Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them and the Lord said the man is now become like one of us hallelujah God's soul killed animal to do what 
to wipe the sin that Adam has made, to cover them, to cover that nakedness. Hallelujah. To cover that nakedness which they have put into place. All right? And so from that day, man was set to do what? To die. Please listen carefully. Man was set to die from that day. And as man was set to die from that day, when we go back, hallelujah, Verse 14, and the Lord said, uh, and the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Hallelujah. And that was the commandment that God gave Satan there. Someone is coming, her offspring is coming that will crush your head. And so, even though that sin had come in, God then decided, in order for you to overcome your sin, every time you sin, you will have to kill an animal to wipe away and blot away your sin in order to make it into heaven. But guess what? They will kill animals every year, but that was not enough to cover their sins it covered their sins from the past until the day that they killed that animal. And the moment that they killed that animal, all their sins from the last year until then was wiped off. But the following day, the moment that they were going and they saw someone who has a bald head and, they, and he looked funny and they laughed at that person because he has a bald head, they were back in sin. The moment that someone crossed you on the street and you began to call, call that person names or mentionable names, you were back in sin. Not only for fornication, not only for loose talk, not only for worshiping idols, but all sin were sin that led you to hell. And so Satan was in reign. He, he was ruling. Hallelujah. Because even David wrote and said, my savior is going to save me and bring me from hell. Hallelujah. His redeemer, he was looking for someone who was coming and the blood that he was going to share this person was going to come into hell and take him from hell and bring him back to heaven because there was no hope for any of them. There was no hope for humanity who were all going to hell. 
But then, the promise of God, which we read from Genesis chapter 3 and verse 16, kicked in, and Messiah came. The Bible tells us that life is in the blood. The wages of sin is death, but life is in the blood. So this Messiah came and his death on the cross wiped away all sin that we have. He went to hell and he brought the captive who are being kept in hell. He took them out of hell and he brought them back onto the Lord. Hallelujah. This blood that was shed, his blood that was shed, it did not just stop sin of yesterday. It stopped sin of today and it stopped sins of tomorrow. So where only the blood of animals could only stop a certain sin. Now, the moment that you accept him as your Lord and Savior, automatically your sin yesterday, today, and your sin tomorrow were all washed away. Because how many of you know that sin? Sometimes we don't even know that we are, we, we are sinners. And yet, we, we, we are sinning. Hallelujah. There are sins that we don't know about, that we are committing, yet we are committing them every single day. Hallelujah. So imagine that. If all sin is designed to take you to hell, then who then could be saved? But the Lord changed the rules. The Lord God Almighty changed the rules. And he decided to set every human being free. But again, there was still one rule. And that one rule, hallelujah, we can find that one rule in um, John 3. 16. Listen to this. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah. That is the only rule. If you believe in him, you shall not perish, but you shall have eternal life. Eternal life. Hallelujah. It means that the moment that you believe in him, you are heaven bound. It means nothing can stop you from going to heaven. Nothing. Nothing. The French will say nada. No, the Spanish will say nada. Nothing, nothing will stop you from going to from going to heaven. Hallelujah. And so Satan has automatically lost the battle again. The work that he did on Eve, the second Eve has come 
and her child has turned it upside down. All right? So all of a sudden, anyone, any human being now will automatically now say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Go straight to heaven. God has put a checkmate on Satan. So now it is his move. Now it is his move. Is he going to allow God to get away with this? And the answer is no. He says no. So what does Satan has got to do? What is Satan going to do now? Satan says, now I am going to go back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And I'm going to change the laws in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. If the man that you say is a living soul is no more a living soul, can he go to heaven? And the answer is no. So if I can achieve and break down Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, I win. And so he decided to now begin to act upon Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. Hallelujah. You know what I'm preaching? I'm preaching it because the Lord has brought it back into remembrance. Not as I've heard it now, as I'm preaching it now, but I had something like this some time back. By a very, a very powerful man of God who I believe has gone to be with the Lord. And what this powerful man of God was saying was that in this last day, Satan is going to change the law. He's going to change the rules. He's going to do something that is now going to take man away from the hand of the man away from the hand of God, away from the work that the Savior Lord Jesus Christ came and did on the cross. He's going to turn it around again so that man will come back to hell with him. Hallelujah. Now, let me go straight to it. And so, we now see that plan in action. How do we see the plan in action? I personally wouldn't have believed it until I began to read the literature of the vaccination called the COVID vaccination. Hallelujah. We now began to realize some things are going wrong. Some things are, some things don't add up with this COVID thing. Because this sickness, I can catch it. Sorry, God forbid, I'm not going to catch it. But a man can touch it. 
and the man's wife and children, they'll be living together without knowing that the man was 40. The man will be sleeping with his wife and the wife will not catch it. The, sub, the, the children of the man's children will not catch it, but the man will die from it. Subsequently, the man did not catch it in the house. He caught it outside of the house. A wife can catch it. And the husband, not unknowingly, they'll be sleeping together next to each other on the same pillow. And the husband will not catch it. The children will not catch it. Anyone that's living in the house will not catch it. And you have to begin to compare that with flu. When a husband catches a flu, the wife certainly, if it is a very strong flu, the wife certainly will catch it. Because just a mere coughing on the person allows the person to catch it. Have you seen how flu spread? You can't hold it down. Your child will go to school and they'll come back home. And if you're not careful, the whole house will catch a flu. But yet, your child can go to school in the current times from the readings, catch, a, catch a COVID, come home, and nobody else will catch it. That is strange. It is not natural. And yet, they keep saying that the COVID is spreading so much. It's spreading so much so that they are paying people 500 pounds to catch it. If you catch it and you come and say that you've caught it, they will give you 500 pounds. I was just looking at a video yesterday of the army going around to check people to see if they've caught a cold. And the people in that area will say we're rejecting it. This was apparently at the beginning. This video came out. I only got it yesterday. So what is the, what's the difference between a common cold and, the, and this COVID? If you go to Ghana last year and this year, malaria has killed more people than COVID. If you come to England, they are now beginning to revise the death because they are now attributing all forms of death to COVID which are not COVID. So there is a lie there. So there's a lie going concerning the COVID. Then, so why the need for vaccination so quickly? Then you begin to take a look at the vaccine. And they will tell you the vaccine it's made up of something that they call RNA. What is RNA? RNA, they're saying that it's a something, it's a cell from the COVID that they've taken from the COVID that they are putting into, into that they are making the, 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 the medicine with or the, or the, uh, um, the vaccine with. And what happens is that when they put that RNA into your blood cell, this RNA goes into your cells and it changes your cell. 
I want you to underline that word changes. It changes. So I'll bring out the whole thing to you because I've printed it out so that they don't change it. They were talking about luciferase. And the moment they realized that people were catching on to that word luciferase and luciferin, they changed. They said, no, 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 no. It's not luciferase. It's, not, it's nothing to do with that. So now they said, it is not luciferase anymore. It is RNA, which is something from the COVID, from the COVID itself. They will take it. They will place it into your, into your cell. And when they place it into your cell, it changes your cell. <clears throat> it changes your cell. Now, when it changes your cell, it changes your cell. And then once it changes your cell, so that your cell will be the same as the cell of the COVID in order for yourself to recognize the COVID. And then that's, it will then fight the COVID because your cell now knows exactly what that cell of the COVID is. You know, it trains your cells to now fight the COVID because then they've got something that they call the mRNA, mRNA, which now then changes and groups your cells together. Your cells that have become RNA, it groups it together. And when you group it together, it now allows nanotechnology to now remove and move these cells to different parts of your body. Okay, this is what is written on the medication. It changes your cells. It now removes your cells and causes your cell to move around as a gathered thing. And now there is a, a, the, what is it? Nanotechnology. Now with the nanotechnology, now this nanotechnology has got something that allows it to be switched on and switched off. They call it quite on and white off. And what does that do? When it is white on, it allows a programmer of the um, allows the programmer of the software that switches it on to make the cells in your body move according to the programmer's purpose and his will. It is not me that's written. It is written in the literature. It does not say so in that same words, but that's what it does. Because nanotechnology, if you can remember Iron Man, that's what he was using, nanotechnology to build his suits. All right? Nanotechnology is, is technology. And this nanotechnology is now controlled by your mobile phone. And it is only done through 5G. That's, how, that's what it's not, doesn't say that exactly the same thing in the literature, but you can see in the literature, it says this nanotechnology, which is in lipid form, which is lipid as fat, in under your skin, allows the M. 
RNA to move your cells around to the programmer and what he is programming. What does that mean? Let us go back to Genesis chapter two and verse seven. God breathed into man and man became a living soul. So now, if there is something that can change yourself around the creation that God created you to be, if there is something that can change it around, you are no more a living soul. And especially if technology can cause yourself to do what it will, that or the, or the will of the programmer, you are no more a living soul. Hallelujah. You are no more a living soul. I will quickly read. Revelation chapter nine. It says, the fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. Hallelujah. A star, what's a star? It's like, it's like a fallen satellite, right? Let us begin to analyze what, the, because John, <clears throat> the time that he was living in, some of these things will look like animals and stuff like that, but it is the reality of today. It's different. A star that's fallen, a satellite that has fallen. And I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. Huh? A satellite giving the key. A satellite. Remember what we I'm, I'm only using analogies down there. Remember, if you have seen uh, that last Marvel film was a Spider-Man, you saw how from the sky they were able to bring out down drones onto the earth. Well, what you are reading here is exactly the same thing. Hallelujah. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss and he opened the abyss. Smoke rose from it like the smoke of a gigantic furnace and the sky and, and, the, and the sun and the sky were darkened. <laughs> a lot of drones were around. A lot of drones covered the sky. Hallelujah to the point that it was darkened. Now, let's read. By the smoke from the abyss, and out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth. That means hovering, not touching the floor 
or any plant or tree hovering, not touching the earth. Hallelujah. <laughs> but only those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads, they were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And agony, and the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion. When he strikes, when he strikes, during those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts look like horses. Now look at, I want you to look at the description here. Prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns. There's something like a crown on their head. Crowns of gold with their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like woman's hair and their teeth like lion's teeth. And they had black breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. And their, and their tail with stingers like scorpions and their tails and their tails, they had power to torment people for five months. And, and they had a king over them, the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abad, is Abaddon, and in the Greek, Apollyon. That is, I want you to underline that word, destroyer. Now that word has come alive in the natural, a destroyer. The first war is past and the second war are yet to come. So I want you to begin to understand that. The description here, if you've taken a look at some of the, um, those flying things that Americans use to do the spy, you begin to see this, this same kind of description. Hallelujah. Uh, gliders or what is it called again? Uh, um, <laughs> they never escapes me. Gliders or, uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. They fly, they are not on the floor. And the tails of it, that's where they shoot with. But when they shoot, they're designed not to shoot people who do not have a certain thing in them. That is a certain injection in them. Only the people who have. Why? Because they, you, with this connection, with a 5G connection, wherever you are, other, other verses, other um, chapters will tell you that the enemy is able to see you and he can cause you to kneel down and pray. And if you do not kneel down and pray, hallelujah, that is when you are going to be shot. 
So when the time comes, you will be in your room. And when you do not nail down and pray, you will be shocked straight away with a stinger. But where's the nut? This, this vaccine changes your cells. And this is what doctors are saying now from what they are doctors are now telling us. Doctors who are now doing their own feasibility studies and are trying to refuse their patients from taking this vaccine are saying this is completely designed with the cell of aborted fetuses, aborted, aborted white baby fetuses, cells of animals. That, that's the, the um, light emitting flies. And cells, other cells in it, every one of them, whether it is Moderna or it's Pfizer or whatever, it is the, all of them are the same thing. It's just different names. And these things, what, so what is the purpose? And this is the reason why I'm coming in. The moment that your cell, the cell in your body is changed, you are no more a human being. And especially if nanotech is going to force your cells to behave differently, then you have to begin to realize that the films that you've been hearing about, or maybe you might have seen concerning zombies, it's now a reality. And this is where we are now. I have a list and that list of what is on there, I will put it onto the, onto the um, platform so that you'll be able to see it, read through it yourself. And you be, begin to make understanding of it. Facebook decided that they will remove everything that says Luciferase, Luciferase and Luciferase. Anyone who talks about Luciferase and Luciferase will be taken off. And so people don't talk about Luciferase and Luciferase because of it is misinformation. So what they've now put into its place still could not denounce the facts or the acts. But right now, as people, the more people get to find out about it, the more they begin to water down and remove things from it so that people will not be able to understand what this is. But it is the last dice that the enemy is throwing. And what is that? If Jesus Christ has made you to accept him as your Lord and savior and bring you to heaven, then he has got to go back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 and change your outcome and turn you from being a living soul into a non-living soul, a soul that does not fail, a soul that is dead, a soul that does not contain the DNA of God. I was reading a Ghanaian thing and 
someone said, so what is all this DNA anyway? And this is something that only Ghanaians will understand. And, they, and they, the person that answered, the person was saying, DNA is Dre Ne And that is what it is. Hallelujah. So this vaccination is to change your DNA so that the moment that your DNA has been changed, you are no more a living soul. So God cannot bring you home. This is a word to the hearer and the person who wants to listen only. If the person does not want to hear it, there's nothing I can do. I'll continue to preach because God has set me as a watchman. If I don't watch, if I don't say what I am watching, he will ask it from me. He will ask of the souls that I do not tell about this. It is all my responsibility. But if I say what the Lord is asking me to say, then I am pardoned because of that kind of work. God bless you all.